I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, the Bills have made their first round pick, and it caught us by surprise. A tight end, Dalton Kincaid, with the 25th overall selection for the second straight year. The Bills trade up. They move up a couple spots. They leapfrog the Cowboys, who they were worried about potentially taking Kincaid. And Sal? That's the pick they made. We talk- Hey, I got to give you credit right off the bat. You were talking about this months ago, and I said you were crazy, and clearly I'm the crazy one. Well, I think you just have to look at really the, the past history of behavior of Brandon Bean. Um, you take a look at the last several years. I know it was several years ago now, but Tyler Croft was the first one, then Jacob Hollister, then O.J. Howard. They've been searching for this type of player for quite a while. They've wanted to run 12 personnel. They've talked about this for a while. And what have they not touched this offseason? The tight end position. They have Dawson Knox on a contract extension starting this year. And Quentin Morris is the one after that. Tommy Sweeney never worked out to be that type of player. They've been after this type of player for a while. It's something they've wanted not only to be able to run 12 personnel, but I think even more pronounced, losing Cole Beasley and then needing to replace him with, oh, by the way, Cole Beasley last year because they needed somebody in the middle of the field. They just had a glaring need for this type of thing. Now, maybe fans don't see the value in that, but the Bills clearly do on how they want to run their offense. Okay, so I'll share my opinions after we hear from you, but what do you just think of the pick? What are your first impressions? Do you like it? Do you think it was a good choice? you think they should have done something else? think they should have got a wide receiver? Just what do you make of the pick? I don't like the fact they traded up and they gave up a fourth-round pick, but I understand if you're Brandon Bean and you're sitting there, he's the he said he was the last guy on the board, basically, or they had a first-round grade on him, he's the highest-rated guy, and he fills that need that you've been searching for. It totally makes sense. I get it. Like, I can understand that. I don't love the fact they traded up when you only have six picks. They have five picks now in this draft, counting this one, right? So I don't love that part of it. But, again, it's for what you want to run your offense specifically and what you've been missing. And we all saw the struggles of the offense last year throughout the second half. Even though they scored, it didn't look right. And I think they were missing that guy. They were missing a guy to take the pressure off Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs on the outside. I thought the money quote from Brandon Bean was when he said, "When normally when you're in – 12 personnel, that's one running back, two tight ends. Teams play base defense. That's, you know, four, three linebackers, essentially. He said when, when he's on the field, teams can't do that. They're going to have to play nickel. The Bills are saying, we're going to dictate how you run your defense against us. And that's what they've been after for head coach, for uh, offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. And that's going to make his job easier, too, by the way. I really like it. It's grown on me. 
since when they made the pick an hour and a half ago. We're recording this at 12.47 now on Friday morning, and we are reacting in real time. And when it happened, I wanted them to take a wide receiver. I wanted to see them move up, especially for Smith and Jigba. As he was sitting there at 21 or whatever it was, it was like, okay, what's it going to cost? Maybe it's going to cost a third-round pick to go from 27 to 21, and I think that would have made sense. Now we find out that they give up a fourth-round pick to move up just two spots to get Kincaid. But I just like the idea of a weapon. That is what we've been talking about on this podcast for months and months and months. Just go out and get somebody on offense. I said I didn't even care if it was a running back. And look at where B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs went. I didn't care if it was a running back. I didn't care if it was a wide receiver. I didn't care if it was an offensive lineman. I just wanted it to be somebody on offense. And listen, a lot of people had Kincaid really highly rated. I'm not going to knock them for drafting a guy at 25 who people thought could go to the Packers with the 13th pick or whatever it was. So I like the pick. It's not, you know, the absolute best outcome that I could have thought for the Bills in the first round, but I'm not going to, like, knock them for it. The absolute best outcome for me was always trade down, get more picks. They did the opposite. They traded up, but they got a guy who, as you said, they're going to, you know, they really believe in and obviously a lot of people really thought highly of. It also, the Brandon Bean said, they had intel. Basically, they felt that Dallas was going to take them. That's why they did it. Um, you know, who knows if that would have happened. It seems like that's the case. They were linked to tight ends all along. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Michael Mayer was drafted no. in the first round, right? No. So he is the only tight end to even to even go in a, in a good tight end class, by the way. Um, the only drawback of this pick, of this player, I should say, is he's not a very good blocker right now. He's not a refined blocker. He needs to gain some mass. Now, he's 6'3", 240-plus, but he's not a guy that you're going to sit, put down his hand in the dirt and he's going to be asked to downblock defensive linemen. But that's okay for the Bills because they're not going to expect him to do that this year. They have enough faith in their strength and conditioning program and their coaching staff to be able to get him there to be able to do that a little bit more. In the meantime, you have Dawson Knox to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that it's kind of a perfect blend of you've got a guy who can be your, I don't want to say primary receiving threat for a tight end because you're still going to use Dawson Knox. You just gave Dawson Knox a bunch of money. But it makes your offense much more unpredictable. It gives you another weapon. It gives you an option in the slot. Now, you know, he's mentioned Cole Beasley. Like, this guy is like seven inches taller than Cole Beasley. So the body type is certainly different, and they play a different position. But I do think that there's going to be opportunities for him to get on the field, and they can kind of, you know, I don't want to say hide him, but, you know, they can use him when they need him. And you still have Dawson Knox. You don't need to lean on him completely right off the bat. And, you know, now you've got a secondary option on a cost-controlled contract for the next several years while you are paying Dawson Knox a lot of money. So I I just – I know it's a tight end, and I know that caught a lot of people by surprise, but one thing that I will say is I talked to Brandon Bean about an hour before the draft on our draft special, and I specifically asked him about tight ends, and I said, listen, Brandon, I've heard from a lot of people and I've read from a lot of places that this is the best tight end class in years and years and years. And he said, I don't know if it's the best tight end class ever, but it's the best tight end class that I've seen in a long, long time, and they think they got the best tight end from a really, really good tight end class. I mean, Daniel Jeremiah is somebody who's really, really well-respected. He had him as ninth overall player in the entire draft, and the Bills got him at 25. So I don't care that they give up a fourth-round pick. It just doesn't bother me. Yeah, the fourth-round pick, like I said, I would. I didn't love the fact they traded up, but you know that's only because of the numbers. It's not because of the player. I'm not upset they traded up to get the player I'm, it's just that man you know you're like okay only five picks you give a fourth rounder you're a team that needs your rookies to make a contribution but I think this rookie will and here's why you know for anybody who says well I wanted a wide receiver instead you know you could literally just take a marker and eraser and scratch off TE 
and put WR next to his name because that's what he is essentially. Mm-hmm. He's a wide receiver, and he's just in a he's in a tight end's body. Mm-hmm. To say he's like Cole Beasley is pretty amazing. Think about it. Cole Beasley is five yeah. eight, one hundred seventy five pounds. Mm-hmm. This guy's six three, two hundred and forty plus pounds. To say he's like Cole Beasley with elite hands and control the middle of the field and run the routes like that is pretty incredible. So yeah, it's. It's actually something last year I said this a lot and it didn't turn out quite as much, but I think this is the example of it now. Now it's happening. Last year I said, don't think of the Bills' pass catchers as wide receivers and tight ends and running backs. Just think of them as weapons. Think of them as pass catchers. And that's what they are now because now you have guys like even Deontay Hardy, Hardy and Trent Sherfield who can move around. Now you have Dalton Kincaid and you also have James Cook as a running back who can catch a lot of passes. These are weapons. These are pass catchers. These aren't RBTE. WR in their traditional roles. Mm-hmm. And I just think that this offense was lacking another playmaker. They needed somebody else. And that's why we've talked about DeAndre Hopkins. That's why we talked about wide receivers in the first round. That's why it's still in play for them to take a wide receiver on day two. I would say that's pretty high up on the list of things that they could do. The one question I want to ask you, though, before we kind of shift focus to the remaining players out there, are you surprised that it was Kincaid instead of Michael Mayer? A little bit, yeah. I felt that if both were on the board, maybe Michael Mayer would satisfy more of the well-rounded guy. He is the guy that he's more of the blocker, right? This is a clear indication that they're just, hey, we're all in. I'm using this guy as a pass catcher. Like, that's what he is. And he's going to go and be a mismatch. So I am a little surprised it was Kincaid over Mayer. Um, but I'm not surprised at all they liked Dal- Dalton Kincaid this much. I was surprised when they traded up in front of Dallas because you had even said on the podcast that a lot of people have connected the Cowboys to Michael Mayer, and it was like he will not get past the 26th pick because that is where yeah. Dallas is, and they will take him. So when they moved up, initially in my head, I'm like, okay, they're moving up for Michael Mayer. But like you said, Michael Mayer, a very complete player, does a lot of things well. Dalton Kincaid, just a freak athlete a really good pass catching option and should be able to contribute for this team immediately. Besides that, any major surprises out of the first round, things that happened around the league, maybe anything particularly tying to the bills. I think that having Dalton and Dawson is kind of cool, both at tight end, first of all, with the two names, right? Um, I am surprised that Will Levis did not go in the first round. And I thought maybe as it got to the Bills pick that they that would be a guy maybe a team would target to come up and get and the Bills could trade down. So I did think about that. I'm delightfully surprised that Anthony Richardson went to the Colts fourth overall. I thought that's – to me, if I'm taking a quarterback, I'm taking Anthony Richardson in this draft. I'm swinging for the fences. I'm going for the guy with the highest ceiling. I think that's who that is. Um, I was surprised the run on wide receivers didn't happen until when it did. It did happen ultimately, but it took quite a while to get there. And I'm surprised the Detroit Lions basically said – like, you know what, I'm not surprised now that I think about it, yeah. that the Detroit Lions, with Dan Campbell, who's proved to be an excellent coach last year, I'll say with the way he played, the way his team played, that Dan Campbell selected basically like he was drafting again in 1975. Yeah, I saw a couple tweets, and I don't know who said them, so I want to give credit where credit's due, but I apologize. Somebody said the Lions went into a steakhouse and ordered a hamburger. I thought that one was pretty funny. Another person said that they won the 1993 draft <laughs> with their pick of a running back and a linebacker today. Well, I saw Mike Catalana's tweet from Rochester that said the Lions made two excellent second-round picks. Oh, <laughs> They're their first-rounders. Yeah, you know, it's funny how it all plays out because we spent so much time doing these mock simulations and reading people's opinions and listening to different people, and they're like, yeah, Jack Campbell would be a great pick in the second round or you could move back. The Bills didn't even have a chance at him. So I guess now it's... Maybe Drew Sanders, but you would imagine that he's probably going to go pretty early. So 
Before we talk about the remaining players, any final thoughts on Kincaid and kind of what the pick means for the Bills? No, I think one other issue that's been brought up is his back injury. He does have a back injury. He did have a back injury, but he said he's good to go for the offseason workouts. He even said he played some golf already yeah. that day, the day of the draft, right, today. So, um, yeah, I, the Bills, look, millions and millions of dollars go into these things and these picks and these investments and research, and I guarantee you, and the Bills did their medical research as very thoroughly as they could and felt comfortable, obviously, drafting him. Not a surprise that Brandon Bean, who hit golf balls before actually having the first round because he said it's nice for him to clear his head, picked a guy who also golfed this morning because golf guys stick together. All right, so that's it on Dalton Kincaid. After a short break, we will talk about some of the remaining players and who the Bills could be targeting on day two. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 